We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane, and the Lakers just picked up the win over the Blazers in dominant fashion. This game, the Lakers lead wire to wire. They win 134 to 110. That's what we're talking about. That's the way you bounce back from one of the most embarrassing, horrific losses of the season last game against the Brooklyn Nets. This game, the Lakers took care of business. Now, does this mean all is right in the world. Does this, does this mean everything's fine with the Lakers? No, of course not. It's the Portland Trailblazers. This is a team that is rebuilding. This is not a team that's winning many basketball games. But still, this is what you needed to see, the way the Lakers came out and dominated this game. And we need to talk, everybody, about D'Angelo Russell. We have so much to get into on this one. D'Lo absolutely went off. Incredible night for D'Angelo Russell. 34 points, 8 assists, 6 of 11 from deep, 14 of 21 shooting overall. No conscience as D'Angelo Russell was pulling up from deep. He was phenomenal. So what does this mean for the Lakers on the trade market? I want to talk about that. We need to talk about uh, the injury to Torian Prince. Rui Hachimura going into the starting lineup. Torian Prince now dealing with a knee issue. Did the Lakers actually benefit from that in some ways by other guys getting more minutes. We'll talk a bit about that as well. Cam Reddish makes his return. 10 points, four boards, had a pretty nice outing in 21 minutes. 5-8 shooting for him. LeBron James, 28-5-5. and we got to talk about his game as well. So plenty to break down tonight. Welcome in. Those of you who are joining us coming from, uh, from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter. Again, welcome in. To all of you. Again, lots of stuff for us to get into here. Appreciate all of you for joining. Let's start here with Mission 86, who says D'Angelo Russell is a Laker. Shout out from the mountaintops. More important, we won. Now keep this going. Uh, yeah, I think maybe we should just think of maybe we should just do, do a little bit of this right here. Once I can get it loaded. Here we go. Superstar of the night. The superstar of the night, a rarity. It's not LeBron. 
It's not AD. It's D'Lo. D'Angelo Russell. What a game from him. It's nights like these when you remember how much fun D'Angelo Russell can be. And remember, we're not that far removed from nights where D'Angelo Russell was struggling, where he was in a slump. People were saying, trade him, get him off the floor. He lost his starting job. All of these things were happening with D'Lo just a few weeks ago. And now here he is blowing up. He's been absolutely fantastic recently. I'm putting my headphones in here because we've got Sean Davis joining. Sean, how are you doing? Good. It's always fun to, to talk Lakers after a, a really fun win. So D'Lo had a great game here tonight. And this is, look, this is part of the D'Angelo Russell experience. The nights when he's on, when he's got that swagger, it's a lot of fun. And he's hitting shots and he's doing all kinds. He pulled off the pistol Pete Maravich in transition. It was a great night. But you just also have to remember that there's going to be off nights from D'Angelo Russell too. There's going to be nights where he doesn't look good. That just comes with the, with the D'Lo experience. He's going to have some big games. He'll have some stinkers too. But this one was a great one. And man, this is a reminder of, and we've gotten a number of reminders recently, but how much fun D'Angelo Russell can be when he's got it going. Yeah. I mean, when uh, D'Lo is one of my favorite players on the team. And again, it's really, really fun to see D'Lo when he's playing with, with confidence and when he's playing with, uh, with this, uh, the, the swagger that they showcase pretty much the whole month of January. Um, the, the biggest thing with D'Lo has always been the consistency or the lack thereof. Um, but you know, a, a, a fun win and D'Lo was, was at, at the helm of it for sure. Uh, Tyler said, not sure we can trade D'Lo now with how he's been playing. He's been phenomenal. Unless we're getting a significant upgrade, I ain't moving him, especially not for somebody like Tyus Jones. So let's talk about that, the trademark, because that's what everybody's talking about right now. The trade deadline's coming up on February 8th. Um, I've been saying this for a while. D'Angelo Russell, him being on the trade market, and he very much is. He is on the trade market. He's the guy that is most likely to get traded by the Lakers. Um, him being on the trade market, though, isn't because of the way he's playing on the floor. That's not, obviously, that's a factor in what the Lakers are going to be looking at when they're looking at whether or not they trade him. But the big thing is his contract. He's got a player option next year for $18 million and change, and he can opt out. So the, it's kind of a tough spot to be in because if he keeps playing like this, guess what's going to happen? He's going to opt out next summer, and you're either going to lose him for nothing or you're going to have to pay him more money to stay. That's that's reality. And if he doesn't play like this, if he goes back into a slump, like we saw for a few weeks there in December, then he's going to opt in, and you'll have him next year on that salary and the capital implications that come with that. The Lakers, it's going to be really tight The in terms of that second-tier apron. This coming summer, Keith Smith and I did a video all about that a little over a week ago that you can find on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Lakers Nation. But it's a tricky spot to be in. D'Angelo Russell, the Lakers specifically negotiated out his no-trade clause when they signed him to this deal so they could potentially put him in a trade midseason. It's very risky to hang on to him this year. But when he's having games like this, I also understand, Sean, why people would look at this and say, you can't trade this guy. So what do you do if you're the Lakers? 
I not I don't overreact one way or another to a three game sample size or a, or a month's worth of sample size even, right? And that's that's gonna come off as super anti Delo, uh-huh. but that's just like in general I think how you have to deal with players, right? It's it's awesome that the Delo is is playing well right now, and and maybe that spikes up his trade value just a little bit. But the way I view it is, if you were gonna trade Delo for Dejounte Murray a week ago. A three-game sample of Delo being awesome shouldn't the shouldn't like say oh on second thought I don't know man we're just we're just gonna completely not trade Delo now so and and again Delo's been great but I feel like like we've been saying all year like you just said right there Trevor um, the the, the Delo thing is it's always been more of the contract not necessarily the player um, yeah I mean so it, that, that that's kind of where I stand, and that's going to come off super anti Delo, but I, I think that's kind of as a front office exec, that's kind of where your mindset has to be. Yeah, great job, Delo. But if I was going to trade you a week ago, I'm still going to trade you tomorrow. Yeah, you, you can't let the small sample size here change things because the small sample size right now doesn't change the reality of the contract. The contract is still the same; it is what it is. Um, so you have to at least listen on options. Now, there is, though, a threshold you have to meet. There is a point where you'll say, you know what? What we're getting back in return, like, all right, Tyus Jones on an expiring contract and Delo's the better player. There's more value to just keeping Delo for the rest of the season. And then who knows what happens this summer? We'll see what's what this summertime rather than get Tyus Jones on an expiring contract. Then we got to re-sign him, right? So there is still a minimum. It's not like you just you have to trade Delo and you're going to take whatever you can get for him. That's not the situation the Lakers are in. You still need to get a significant return here if you're going to trade him. I think what this does is this maybe maybe shoes away any of the uh, opposing teams out there that were saying that D'Angelo Russell has neutral trade value at best, right? And and pushes it more towards a positive trade value. Not a massive positive, but this certainly doesn't hurt his trade value. But if you're the Lakers right now, I don't think you can fall in love with what you're seeing out of D'Lo at the moment because you know there's going to be ebbs and flows to it. You know he's going to have hot nights. He's going to have cold nights. That's part of the D'Angelo Russell experience, and you still have to listen on the trade market. Again, though, I like D'Angelo Russell. I'm not trading him for nothing. I'm not trading him just to to say I moved him. Some team says, hey, you can get a second-round pick out of it or something like that. Take a hike. I'm not interested in that. It needs to be a significant move here. But if you're the Lakers, you still have to listen. Um, I, I will say this. Look, and this is my, kind of my pitch to any, especially if it's like a contending team that, that wants D'Lo um, for, for whatever reason. Look at the difference in the Lakers offense when D'Lo plays well when D'Lo doesn't play well. There is a pretty noticeable difference. It, it, even in terms sure. of like, even when the Lakers are, are, are making shots, the quality of those shots are way different when D'Lo's playing well and when he isn't playing well, right? So um, I, I think, again, I think D'Lo is proving that he might have more positive value to another team. But, yeah, I, I, I don't want to get too caught up in terms of the, oh, D'Lo's playing well, so let's not trade him. I, I think you still have to maintain a level head there. Mohammed said trade season D'Lo needs to be studied. Oh man, if you got trade season Delo the whole year, we're talking all star. This is uh this is the playoff rondo effect. Trade season Delo is a thing. So what do we have? We have we have playoff rondo, trade season Delo. We've got hoodie mellow, 
we got uh, record breaking Braun. Like that, remember that week or two stretch? Oh yeah, before Braun broke the record. <laughs> if, if, if only we could just tap into all of that power and and just focus it all on the postseason. That would that would be great. Oh, uh, Andrew said much needed win. Uh, D'Lo is the one this team needs, or this D'Lo is the one this team needs if we still keep him. Uh, needs to work out. Uh, play runs, defense, rotations, even the garbage time rotation was strange. LOL, great win, though. I'm not going to quibble over who was on the floor in garbage time. That was just, that was about, hey, I've got these five guys that need minutes. It doesn't even matter what position they are at that point to a pretty high degree anyway. I mean, you don't want to just throw out five centers or something. You're not going to accomplish anything. But you had Jackson Hayes and Colin Castleton on the floor at the same time. Who cares? It's garbage time. You just want to get them experience, and that's it. Um. I don't want to speculate. Okay. You see this clip of D'Lo? Uh, no. At the end of the game, he looks like really emotional on the bench. Really? Yeah. Austin's like comforting him next to him or whatever. That's interesting. Um, I'm sure he'll get asked about it after the game, so we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. But. That's if he does media now, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if he bailed. Sure. It's not like against anything against D'Lo, but I mean, so, I'm a mo- yeah. Typically, the Lakers have made at least one, if not both, of Austin or D'Lo available. So if I'm sure Austin will wind up getting asked about it if uh, if D'Lo isn't available after after the game for media. But uh, that's that's interesting, you know. And and I don't even want to begin to guess at what it could be. I, it could be something on the court. It could be something personal, whatever. Um, but that's interesting. That's something we'll have to keep an eye on if if that's really what was going on there. Uh, AJ said, with his ability to score at all three levels, I imagine you only trade D'Lo if you're getting back. Uh, D'Lo's offense, playmaking skills, plus positive defense and a better long-term contract. Does Murray give you that? Uh, no, like you don't get Delo's the better playmaker compared to Dejounte Murray, and he's the better shooter. Dejounte Murray's the better defender. Dejounte Murray's the better defender. Dejounte Murray's the better scorer. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like that's an interesting. Like Dejounte not being able to finish at the freaking rim is so frustrating. Like we're talking. He's finishing, I want to say it was like 53% at the rim, which is awful. Wow. Um, Delo's around 60, maybe 62. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's frustrating for sure. DeJounte's not a better playmaker. We're not gonna do that. No, 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 no. He's definitely he's definitely not. So what's the benefit then of getting DeJounte Murray compared to Delo right now? Just more consistent scoring. Like, like the scoring that that Delo's doing now, but like Almost every night, not the 34 part, but like consistent 20 points, which the Lakers haven't always had. Like, I mean, D'Lo had a really rough stretch. Austin had a really rough stretch. Just having a real third dude that can just pretty much every night get you 20. Right. He's very different in terms of how he plays the game and compared to D'Angelo Russell. Right. Um, Very, very different. I mean, DeJounte Murray, he's shooting the ball well from three but he's not the guy that gets on a heater like D'Lo does in this game. Uh, much more of a mid-range guy, a better defensive player, not the playmaker, though, that D'Angelo Russell is. Uh, and then he's on a long-term contract. He's got four years after this on a deal that I think is 
I mean, I think it's team friendly. I think at worst, you could say it's just a good contract. But so contractually, you'd rather have DeJounte Murray. Um, if we could say D'Angelo Russell is going to play like this, or even 80% of this, most nights, 75% of this, hell, most nights, you're probably just keeping D'Angelo Russell and you're saying, what can we do to hang on to this guy forever, right? Yeah. But you know there's all there that there's you you ride the roller coaster with Dilo. It's just it's the way that it goes. Yeah. All right, let's see. Jarrett Nunez says it's just about time and effort on the coaches. Delo's sad. Uh, yeah, we we don't know exactly what was going on there with Delo. Uh this team vibe and cult is fragmented. Even it wins. I'm not sold. Because we're not pr uh, proving we're actually good. We're not bringing the fight, the energy we did last year. Just feels hopeless. That's our reality now. I don't know. I mean, I look at it this way. Does this win mean the Lakers are back? No. Because you're playing the Blazers. But this is what you wanted to see. Right? If the Lakers won by three, people would be upset. Right, People would be frustrated, and, and rightfully so. That would be a little bit concerning. What you needed to see tonight was a blowout win. And that's what you got. You got a blowout win. Mission accomplished. Right? Doesn't mean the Lakers are going to beat the Clippers up next. That's their next game. Doesn't mean the Lakers are now a contender or now going to go win an 18 championship this season. But this so is what you needed to see from this night against this opponent. You can play the team that's in front of you, and the Lakers took care of business tonight. Yeah, still very much still a long way to go, um, but I think that there are a, uh, there, there's some decent stuff that I saw tonight defensively, and I, I think that's been the biggest problem since the in-season tournament. They, they started to fix the offense. I wasn't pleased with the offensive process tonight from like terms of what it takes to like win a championship. But defensively, the Lakers have thought starting it back a little bit to what they're what made them so good on the defensive end for the first month and a half of the year. So just continue to see good process and good um and be rewarded for that good process too. Um and you know, just keep stacking wins up, man. Just keep stacking wins up. That's that's what you gotta do. What you gotta do. All right. Uh Avon Traders said, What if you can have DeJounte and Delo, but you have to give up Reeves? So you're putting Reeves in the trade. My understanding from the Lakers side is they they won't put Reeves in the trade. And I don't think this necessarily because they have to. Like I don't think they have. A lot of people are saying just trade AR. Why trade Austin when you don't have to? And Austin is like quite frankly your best asset. And this is the this is the easiest way to break down why Austin's your best asset because Austin is still on one of the better contracts in the entire NBA in terms of value compared to contract. Mm -hmm. He's still on one of the best contracts in the league. And the the narrative amongst Laker fans is Austin Reeves sucks this year, and he's averaging 15 points a game still for you. Right? So like, I, I I just don't think you need to trade Austin. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I don't think you need to – you definitely don't need to trade him. He's on a great contract. You can hang out with, uh, with Austin on the team now. Again, D'Lo, a lot of this comes down to the contract. Like if Austin was on D'Lo's contract and D'Lo was on Austin's contract, this is all probably flipped. Right? D'Lo is the guy that, that you're going to wind up keeping. Yeah. Uh, Bold Sports said D'Lo playing well is more, makes him more or less likely to be traded. 
I don't know that it changes it, it that much. Yeah. I don't know that it changes it that much. Maybe it, I'd say if anything, it's more likely simply because opposing teams maybe won't give them that kind of, well, we don't even know if we want him type of attitude. You know, you're yeah. going to get, you're going to get teams more interested in him. But I don't know that it changes that much because the, the other thing is opposing teams know. They know, like, the contract is what it is. If he keeps playing like this, you're going to have to pay him this summer or he's going to walk away for nothing. There's a lot of teams who, who don't necessarily want to be in that situation. Um, Trying to stay up to date with the uh, Lakers Nation Twitter page at Lakers Nation um, to, for any post-game quotes. But, yeah, definitely interesting to see where this team is headed going forward. All right, uh, let's go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Here, uh, D'Lo in the pick and roll is fire. Should be a go-to, especially when he's shooting like this. When he's shooting like this, anything is. Anything should be a go-to when he's playing this hot. Yeah, I mean, this was. Whew, we've seen heater performances from D'Angelo Russell before, but man, this was this was on another level. Uh, Gabriel said Herb Jones might be on the trade block. Herb and Jonas Valanciunas for Gabe Rui, JHS, and a first-round pick. I don't think does New Orleans say yes. And New Orleans doesn't. If there's anything that has that could help the Lakers in any kind of way, New Orleans will not be interested. Remember, they get the Lakers pick either this year or next year. 
it hurts. They hurt themselves if they do anything that could potentially help the Lakers. Yeah. Like, I like those players. I like Jonas Valanciunas. I like I might do Jones. that. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't that New Orleans is not going to do it. No, no shot. M Dread. Oh, we're getting spicy here. Said keep D'Lo, let him run it back against Denver and make it up. I I, I think that. I, I just think you have to make a move. And again, I don't even think it, it, it's the it's D'Lo. It's just you just need the contracts. So are you trading Rui Achimura? Are you trading Gabe Vincent? Um, I mean, how much value does Gabe really have on the market right now? So Yeah, I've seen it, a lot of people saying trade Gabe Vincent. Yeah, so I, I don't know, man. It's 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 frustrating. In a, in a perfect world, it, it would be fun. It would be fun to see D'Lo here. And see D'Lo, you know, stick around, but I, I just think that they're going to need the contract. I think in a deal. Yeah, look, I think that D'Angelo Russell against Denver. You're look. We saw just a few weeks ago. It felt like his confidence was shaken. He didn't want to pull the trigger on shots. You know that it's not going to be, you know, consistent night in night out with them and with the contract. You still got to look at it. Again, though, I'm not giving them away. All right. Uh, Ree said, got to string some wins now. Can't play 500 ball till the All-Star break and think we could get Bruce Brown if we get Murray too. Um, getting Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown's at 22 million. DeJounte Murray's at 18. So you're talking about trading both D'Lo and Rui just to make the math work. And then you're throwing in other contracts too. The Raptors are rumored to want a player plus a pick for Bruce Brown. I don't know if they get that. And then in order to get DeJounte Murray, the deal we've heard the Lakers were looking at with him was D'Angelo Russell, Jalen Huchifino, a first-round pick, plus other draft considerations. Maybe it's a pick swap. Maybe it's a second round or whatever in exchange for DeJounte Murray. Um, if the if the Hawks would do that, and then if you were able to take Rui, the problem is where do you get the first-round pick from to give for Bruce Brown? Yeah. Because you don't have it anymore because you probably had to use it for DeJounte Murray. That's where things get a little tricky. Um, I don't know, Sean, I'll admit, I'm not, Bruce Brown was great against the Lakers in the playoffs. I'm not that sold on going after Bruce Brown. I, I, I like the idea and maybe, maybe I'm just higher on Bruce Brown, but I think Bruce Brown is the guy that could come in and I mean, a lot of his value offensively is going to be tied to his ability to hit, catch and shoot threes. Um, he has some secondary playmaker ability that, that they let him tap into a little bit last year in Denver, especially. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not giving the the farm up for him. Tina saying he's fool's gold gold. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think that it, it's probably a gamble on some upside. I think it's the reason why the Lakers wanted him, but I think like the upside is you have another legitimate two-way player on this team, which I, I just think this team needs more of. And that's why I'm so – even if the three-point shooting is shaky right now, I, I still think there there is some offensive upside to tap into to where he can be a really valuable player for you on both ends of the floor. All right, let's jump over. Uh, oh, let's go. Let's go here. Uh, OG, mob mentality for mod, please. Trolls and spammers are out of hand. That's already done. I did that like 30 minutes ago. 
I, I gave Mamba Mentality some mod powers to help clean up all, all that kind of stuff. There so we that's, go. That's that's, that's, that's already done. That's already done. Shout out. There it is. There it is. All right. Um, you know what? We need to get to this. I think this is interesting tonight. Star in your role. The star in your role. Chat, who was the next guy that was great for the for the Lakers tonight? Who really stepped up in this one? Let's see. Some options. We've got, uh, I mean, Anthony Davis had a quiet night, night fight. What's that? I'm assuming D'Lo won Superstar of the Night. I'm seeing a bunch of people put D'Lo. Yes, D'Lo got Superstar of the Night. He was clearly Superstar of the Night. I don't, I don't feel right about going AD and LeBron because they typically just pass Superstar of the Night back and forth. I mean, LeBron was was good, was great, twenty eight five and five. Anthony Davis was fourteen and fourteen. But the star in your role, we've got Austin Reeves had fifteen points, four boards, two assists. You got ten from Cam Reddish off the bench. I know D'Angelo Russell took a lot of the spotlight in this one. I don't know, Sean. Where do you want to go here for star in your role? I think it's kind of a tough one tonight. Um. There's two players. Uh, I'm going to go Austin Reeves. I'm going to go Reeves. Just seeing Reeves get back to, to hitting some catch-and-shoot threes. I don't know if his data is updated quite yet, but heading into tonight, he was around a 33% catch-and-shoot three-point mm -hmm. shooter compared to around a 42% catch-and-shoot three-point shooter last season. And I think that that's the biggest drop-off in his, in his offensive game. I, I, I hate the argument. This might be my master lock. Um, mm -hmm. I, I hate the argument of, oh my gosh, the rest of the league just caught up to Austin and they, they, they've, they've, they've scouted him offensively now. No, they haven't scouted him offensively. It's he can't hit, catch it, shoot threes right now. Like every other offensive progression's been there. The, the pull up threes, the pick and roll threes, the volumes increased there too. He's still, he's still this great finisher at the rim, one of the better guard finishers at the rim, despite his lack of true athleticism. Mm -hmm. um, the mid-range game. But tonight, seeing him go, I want to say three for four in general. I think two for two on catch and shoot three. Might have been three for three on catch and shoot threes, actually. Um, I, I think that is, is really, really encouraging. I think he's had better defensive film over the past few games. I think he's he's put in a little bit more effort on that end over the past couple of games. So give me Austin Reeves. I think him continuing to to get back going offensively, specifically in that off-ball role, hitting those catch-and-shoot threes, is only going to increase his, his value as an offensive player. So uh, give me give me Austin Reeves for that, starting your role. That's a great pick. I thought Austin had a, a pretty strong night tonight. Again, hitting those three-pointers, those have been a struggle for him lately. Since you went Austin Reeves, though, and I'm seeing a lot of people in the chat uh, are, are saying Reeves as well, but there's another name that's popping up quite a bit. And that is Christian Wood. He's been awesome. Christian Wood, I think he, look, it's not a stat line tonight that's going to blow you away. Christian Wood tonight, 18 minutes, two for three from the field, missed his only three-point attempt, uh, four points, six boards, two assists, but two steals and three blocks. Two steals and three blocks for Christian Wood in 18 minutes. And this is more, let's talk about Christian Wood, what he's done since being back and part of the rotation. Since being back and part of the rotation here for the Lakers, in fact, if we just look at uh, the last few games, he's been doing work on the glass, 
He's been blocking shots at the rim. He's averaging more than a block per game in the month of January. The three-point shot has started to come back around. He's not shooting a super high percentage, but he's making enough of them. He's helping you on the boards. I've liked what we've seen out of Christian Wood. I think, while I think the Lakers still need a true physical rim-protecting big, doesn't have to be a three-point shooter, I think they need somebody with that skill set. I think Christian Wood, his play of late, has made it more palatable to not get another big. I'm not saying they shouldn't get another big. I'm saying it's more reasonable to not get another big than it was back when, say, Jackson Hayes was getting these minutes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for 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 a locker room cancer and a guy that can't play defense, he's he's been pretty darn all right at both of those things since he's gone here. Uh, I'm seeing in the chat somebody saying that the locker room is weirdly quiet after this win. Hold, on, let me let me just double check on some of that. And see, just kind of see what's what's out there right now. See if there was something going on. Uh, some quotes here from D'Angelo Russell. Oh, D'Angelo Russell said that he had a chat with Darvin Ham to discuss ways that he can help the team more and gain his trust. And um, and Darvin Ham also said, we saw this today. Uh, in the past, Anthony Davis has been playing the entire first quarter and the entire third quarter. Darvin Ham switched that up, and now he's taking AD out a little earlier in the first and the third in order to limit his minutes. So that's something new for the Lakers' rotation. Um, I don't see anything specific on the locker room being quiet or something like that, but perhaps I'm missing something. All right, let's see what's next here. Master lock DeAndre Ayton for being a bust. <laughs> D-Load's team. DeAndre Ayton. Certainly not dominating. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I could be surfing. This team is a roller coaster. I won't believe in them until I see them hopefully hit a big stride while Ham improves and get in the playoffs. Sean, what would it take for you to like have confidence in this Lakers team? What would we have to see? Go through a... Uh... We, we, we got to go through a consistent stretch. Go through a consistent stretch of basketball where not like a two-week stretch because that's what the Lakers just did, but a two-week like – more than that, a real consistent stretch of good process on both ends of the floor. Because eventually, like the good process does equate in, in the long run to good results – and I think we saw it. Like that's why it's so frustrating. When we look at this Lakers team. They had two weeks, literally, like the from January first to whatever the day of the Nets game was, of legitimate, really good process on the offensive end of the floor, mm-hmm. um, where the offense was looking like a top ten unit. But why? Because the process was elite. It was elite process, and then they kind of fell off and fell asleep at the wheel in the Nets game, and then tonight. Right. So I need like for me to like get my full trust back in this team and, and say like, OK, yeah, we can make a, a real run. I, I don't even need the, the the 10 game win streaks or the seven game win streaks. I need the let's go on a, a, a month stretch 
hopefully longer, but I mean, no, we're start small, I guess. A month stretch of consistent, good process on both ends of the floor. Because if you do that for a month, you're going to win a bunch of games because good process, there'll be times where there'll be nights, like individual nights where that doesn't work out of your favor. But in the so in the grand scheme of things, um, good process leads to good results. So just having consistent, good process. I, I think if they can win six out of 10, like consistently, I'm talking about not just the next 10 games, I'm talking about for the rest of the season, you win six out of 10, 60% clip. Then... I'd start to feel a bit more comfortable that team, particularly if there were some some benchmark games in there where they got big wins. You know, like if you were able to get a win over Denver and look good while doing it, um, you get a win. Get a, you know, if you go three and zero against the Clippers, that obviously helps. And they got the Clippers coming up next. If you can beat some of those teams while taking care of business against the bottom tier teams, when you play Washington, if you play Charlotte again, which I don't know that they do, but when you play these bottom tier teams that you get convincing wins in those games, and then you pick up a few wins that show you they're on the level of some of the top-tier teams, that's that's what I think I need to see. And then and then we'll just overall win at like a 60% clip. If you could do that, I'd feel pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all right. People say in the chat, Rui looked off to you. Rui had like weird... I don't know, man. This sucks. Like, there's the Lakers uh, Twitter account put out a tweet of, of D'Lo and Austin, like, having a moment on the bench. And a, mm-hmm. more, a more positive moment, but I'm like, dang, man, like, that's... You can tell, man. I, I really, really do think that these guys enjoy playing with each other. Oh, I do, do think that. I mean, yeah. especially D'Lo and Austin. Like, that's the biggest one where it's just obvious. But in general, I think that they really do just enjoy playing with each other. And it does suck that... um yeah. I mean, Austin and Malik Monk really enjoyed playing together too, though. Yeah. They did. All right. Let's go here. Uh, Christopher said, keep D'Lo. I mean, they can. They don't have to trade him. They can. They can keep They just might lose him this summer. Because this summer, like, if D'Lo opts out, then, and you got to pay him more money. In terms of the second tier apron, you could get into a position where, okay, you keep Max Christie. What do you have to pay to keep him? You bring it. Let's say you keep your twenty twenty four pick. That's more money on your books. There, you might be left with your big signings of the summer. You may be in a position where you have to pass the second tier apron, which means you're not going to be a player on the buyout market, at least for anybody that gets cut with a bigger contract than the MLE. You're going to have other restrictions involved. And aside from signing your own guys, your big signings of the offseason are all going to be veteran minimum guys. You're not going to have a taxpayer mid-level to play with. Certainly not going to have a full mid-level to play with. Your biannual exception, nope, not going to have that. You're not going to have that regardless because you used last year's on Torian Prince. So it, it could set the Lakers up for a very restrictive summer if you wind up paying more to keep dealing. And it's, you could do it. But just saying, you're gonna be. There's gonna be some consequences to doing that, and the Lakers will have to decide what what's worth it. Yeah. Uh, Brad said, "I'll be a mod if you need one." There we okay. go. All right, Brad. I'll uh, I'll take a look at that. Uh, been a member for three months, and I always been gifted a bunch of Lakers Nation memberships. Do appreciate that. I'll go find him in the in the chat. Uh, A W. So great win tonight. Realistically, the team just needs a three and D wing and a starting quality center. 
I still don't trust Ham, though. That's fair. I don't expect people to trust Darvin Ham after just one game. I wouldn't expect that. I mean, think about how many people, Sean, wanted Jared Vanderbilt to start when Torian Prince went out. Oh, my God. I thought that was, like, if there was ever a time to start Vando, no Torian. Oh, man. And then, oh, well, the okie doke. Um you know, we're going to start Ruby. But then, again, it didn't make that much sense to not start Vando because we saw too many lineups tonight of it being Vando and Cam Reddish together where a pretty simple sub can be Cam for Vando, Ruby for mm-hmm. LeBron. Like that, I don't know, man. Like that, that just made too much sense to me personally. But what do I know? Guys, do me a favor. Make sure that you hit that that like button. Uh, those of you watching live right now, we've got like 4,000 people in here watching watching this thing. So hit that like button right now. Do me a favor and hit that. Let me see. Can we get to 1,000 likes on this show? Let's yes, see. Yes, sir. I'm putting that in the poll right now. We'll see if we can get there. Hit that like button for us. Help us get that video out to as many people as we possibly can. Um, as far as the, the team needing a 3 and D wing and a starting quality center, uh, so... Dorian Finney-Smith. And then I don't know that you need a starting quality center. I think you just need a quality center. Because I yeah. think there's going to be some games where Anthony Davis is your starter is still your, and probably most games, where that's still your best bet. I, I think, I, I agree with the 3 and D part. I think you need a, a two-way player in general. But like you said, it doesn't have to be a, a starting quality big. I'm more so trying to get like a, if possible, starting quality like two-way player more than i am like a story quality center i don't know if you can get either one but that that that's my priority there for sure all right richards that's a he's a backup big though i don't think he's a starting big no yeah he's more of a backup big uh we've got a uh lakers nation gifted membership always cool to see for people and then and then sir haro came in and became a youtube channel member if you don't know about our youtube channel membership program uh, you can click the join button and see all the different perks that we offer for our channel members. Some cool stuff. Uh, we do weekly live shows where channel members get a chance to come on. Uh, Sean, I think I told you about this on the last show, but the first time I've ever had anybody jump on our live stream while driving uh, a semi truck in this case. Huh? Um, yeah, <laughs> like, like a big rig truck. The, the dude was driving and he he hopped on and you know hung out with us. Um, it was a good time though. Those are always a lot of fun. So make sure you guys do. Check that out. And always cool to see people gifting memberships to each other. Um, Mama Mentality said, is this the lineup we should keep for the foreseeable future? Even when Prince gets back, I think Rui has more upside. So Torian Prince comes back. Do you keep Rui Hachimura in the starting lineup? Uh, No. I, you I, go back I, to Torian? No, oh wait, if that's if that's the only two options, then then yes, I, I keep her in the starting lineup. I'm okay. saying you just go to Prince. I mean, start, crap. Van, Vando, 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 I go to Vando. But I mean, if those are my only two options, then then yeah, I, I'm going back to I'm, I'm sorry, I'm staying with Ruri. I'm staying with Ruri. If those are all my only two options. Sure. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I think that and I put this out on X earlier today, and we've talked about this a little bit on the show. I feel like Torian gets too much flack. Like it, it's not. It's not his fault that he's being put into a role that's too big. Um, he really should be like a 20-minute-a-night guy off the bench. That's that's what he should be. 25 if he's having a hot shooting night. Well, yeah, absolutely. 
So uh, I, I think that some of the frustration with Darvin Ham gets taken out on Torian, who I think has had a, a fine season given what he is, what he does. His shooting has been just fine for the Lakers this season. Been pretty good, 39% from three. You'll certainly take that. So, yeah, I, I look, I don't think he should be the starter. I think you paid Rui for a reason. You paid Vando for a reason. It should be one of those two guys that starts. Uh, the custodian. Oh, a trade idea here. Okay, let's check this out. The Lakers get Bruce Brown. Okay. The Raptors get JHS, Gabe Vincent, Torian Prince, and a 20 and, and our first unprotected. 2029 first unprotected. I don't know that I would do that. Huh? I think that's too much. The Lakers get they get Bruce, Bruce Brown, Brown and you give it up Jade, Gabe Vincent, Torian Prince, and an unprotected first in 2029. That's a lot. Am I just low on Bruce Brown? Or is that I do think you're lower on Bruce Brown, but I do still think that's a lot. Bruce Brown, by the way, $22 million this season. Team option for next season. So you can pay him, I believe it's $23 million next season, or you make him a free agent and he walks away. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to put a first-round pick in for Bruce Brown. And I like Bruce Brown just fine, but I'm seeing these, the, you know, some of the valuations of him out there make me think that maybe I'm crazy for that I'm not valuing him higher. Yeah. I don't no, think I, I would do that. I do think you're lower, but I'm not doing that deal. And then D'Lo, Reeves, uh, and then, okay, Brown off the bench for D'Lo and Austin Reeves. The Lakers get Drummond. The Bulls get Jackson Hayes, uh, Max Lewis, and a second. Like, let, let's just think about that. You get Drummond, you give up Max Lewis, a second-round pick, and Jackson Hayes. And remember, Jackson Hayes has a player option on his deal for next year. Probably. Probably. I think I I I think I do that second one. The second I mean, one I, I, is, is certainly love, closer. I'm a big fan of Max Lewis, but I, I think I do that second one. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Are people saying D'Lo tweet it now? No way. I don't believe does, that. Does one. D'Lo even tweet? He oh he does. He tweets pretty frequently. Uh already saying it. Well, why don't you look that up? Uh Master Lock Scoot. Wolverine on the beast. Let's do it. Let's do the master lock of the night. Let's get to that. Chat, let us know what was the most annoying thing from tonight's game. I think that's a pretty good pick right there. Let's do this. Master lock of the night. The master lock of the night where we vent a little bit, take out our frustration for the most annoying thing in the game. Uh, Sean, what are you master locking? Uh, I, I'll, I'll just master lock that. I'll master lock Wolverine. I mean, I mean, in in hindsight, I mean, it is just fantastic promotion for Wolverine in Deadpool's collab, Deadpool three. Yeah. Um, the three claw marks as well, definitely referring to to the trilogy. Um, yeah, We're, we are Matt, Dylan the the Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. Actually, you know what? Here's another one. Mass lock the Buffalo Bills. Oh my God. Yes. Come on, Buffalo. Master lock not taking a timeout when the other team's on a run. That's sure. I, I think my master lock 
would would also go. It's got to be Scoot Henderson. I mean, taking a chunk out of LeBron's arm, the the Wolverine slashes across him. That yeah, uh, on a night that went pretty darn well for the Lakers, that was probably the most annoying thing. Oh, I, this is a good one though. Why are we? Oh, it just flew me. What it just flew past. But uh, so, uh, username Silver Surfer. Uh, if I can find it, I'll put it up on the screen. Said Master Lock over the top lobs. Yes. We did. We had we had issues with that during this game. A lot of turnovers with the Lakers trying to force the ball to AD, but throwing these high lofted passes that just you could see on the on the release, you could tell they weren't going to get there. Yeah, I feel like the Lakers had at least like four of those turnovers tonight. What did I do, chat? Chat, what did I do? <laughs> oh, they're saying Master Lock Sean for the We Back oh. name that you had up for a little oh, while. Oh, my God. That's, that's what people are going. Master Lock Sean for defending for my horrible defensive Austin. Okay. For, for picking <laughs> Austin as my star in your role, that's being defensive of Austin. Uh, I thought that was, a, that was a good pick. I was fine with that pick. No, no problems there from me. Okay. Um, let's give a shout out to our sponsor and that is sleeper. Let's make some other picks here. Let's build a little contest here. Do you download the sleeper app play alongside Sean and I super, super easy to do. Use our promo code Lakers nation. You can get a $500 deposit match again with that code Lakers nation. Super easy, super fun to play over on the sleeper app. Uh, we'll pick a few players here. Sean, by the way, sleeper available in a ton of different states, including California. Uh, Damian Lillard against Detroit, 26 and a half points, more or less. What do you think there? I like the over, personally. Chat, you, how are we feeling? You're going more? By the way, chat, let I'm us know more. what you think, too. Fire it off. <laughs> Avant Trader says Trevor probably doesn't even have the app. This is my account that That's you're looking at on your screen right now. It's on your screen right in front of you. That That's is, a, This is my account. That is his phone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't confirm. Um, all right, let's go. So we got more there. Oh, DeJounte Murray. Points, rebounds, and assists. Trey Young is in concussion protocol. Points, rebounds, and assists. DeJounte Murray, 37 and a half combined. Uh, more, I think. Yeah. He's going to keep increasing that trade value, I think. Uh, one of my favorites is Tyrese Maxey. Let's see. Let's go. Points and assists for Maxey, 33 and a half. 33? Wait, what did you say? Points and assists combined for Tyrese Maxey. 33 and a half. Mob mentality says more. That's another one where I'm saying more. Yeah, I, I like Tyrese Maxey a lot. I'm also going more. And let's do one more. Um, oh, gosh, no, I'm not going with the Pistons player. Let's uh, let's let's have some fun here. Let's go with Anthony Edwards against Charlotte. Oh, Anthony Edwards. Get my concern is what if they blow him out? Then he's not going to get as many minutes. Twenty six and a half points for Anthony Edwards. Twenty six and a half. Yeah. More. Going more. All right, we went more across the board here. It's a nine point two x entry uh, on a twenty dollar entry. That would get you one hundred eighty four dollars if these hit. We went Damian Lillard more than 26 and a half points. We went DeJounte Murray more than 37 and a half points, rebounds and assists. Tyrese Maxey more than uh, 33 and a half points and assists. And Anthony Edwards more than 26 and a half 
points. All right, Sean, we'll see how you did on that. I got to admit, I think I would have gone less on Edwards because I'm worried about the minutes, but he could just blow up anyway. He could do that in three quarters. He's so good. So good. Am I the only one that's like on edge right now that a trade might happen while we're on the stream? Are you? Why? What has you on edge about a trade right There's now? There's just so much talk on. Uh, I, I don't, I'm just on edge. I'm on you, edge. I'll, I'll say this. Like right now, what is it? It's 1 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah. Aside from like the big Kevin Durant trade over the summer, it's pretty rare that deals happen in the in the middle of the night if a deal happened like at two o'clock in the morning i'm text i'm not going into work tomorrow i'm staying up and we are doing a live show <laughs> right after the post post game show. oh for sure for sure yeah we'll definitely do that if if a deal went down if All a right. deal went down jose said murray for austin reeves works if we knew delo can be this because Murray playing uh, playmaking is so elite that poop lineup uh, Ham ran with Austin Reeves, Max Cam, and Vando could work. Let me ask you this, Sean: If is it whether it's Austin or D'Lo? Because I think there are some similarities in terms of their skill sets. They're not exactly the same, of course. But does either player work next to Dejounte Murray, or are you just getting yourself into another Trey Young and Dejounte Murray situation? I think if your plan is to start, um, I think if your plan is to start them together, that the deal of DeJounte could be another Trey and DeJounte situation. Because I think, it, whereas if you were doing DeJounte and Austin, I think you can do that. Because I think D'Lo is still at his best when he gets a you know good amount of on-ball reps. I still think Austin could be efficient kind of splitting his reps being on ball and off ball. I think Delo still needs a, a good chunk of his rest being on ball. Um, and I think DeJounte, DeJounte needs a, a good chunk of his reps to be on ball too, although he's been a really good three-point shooter this season. Um, yeah, so I, I think DeJounte and Delo, if that was to happen to, and they played together, I think one of them would have to come off the bench. It, it would be Delo. Um, and then if it was DeJounte and Austin, I think – if you really felt like they couldn't play together for whatever reason, I think Austin coming off the bench is makes more a little bit more sense than a D-Lo coming off the bench. And then if I, I think they also have probably the better chance of playing next to each other, I think, too, than a D-Lo and uh DeJounte. Yeah, I think that um I think it's fair to say that whether it's D-Lo or Austin that was playing next to him, I think that either one of those guys has an easier time playing off ball than Trey Young. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying they're better than Trey Young. I'm just saying Trey Young is very used to having the ball in his hands. And DeJounte Murray, from what all the advanced stats have told us, it's that he's at his best when he's playing point guard, not when he's playing shooting guard, which is essentially what he is when Trey Young has the ball in his hands. So if you go get DeJounte Murray, if you want to get the, the most out of him, you need to put the ball in his hands. I think Austin and D'Lo are better suited. Whichever one stays are better suited to play next to him than Trey Young is, but I still don't know that that's a perfect fit. Yeah. I'm trying to find some uh, playmaking data for DeJounte compared to D'Lo and Austin right quick. All right, let me see what we've got here. Uh, I could be surfing said, is D'Lo basically Kyrie when he's playing this way? <laughs> Different player. Like Kyrie is <laughs> so, much, so much quicker gets to all the spots that he wants, can dribble through anybody. Like, 
but it, but if you're saying if Delo's giving you 30 points every single night, then I guess you could say he's that kind of Kyrie impact, just different, not the same way they go about it. That was an interesting comp. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, okay. So really quick, going back to the 21-22 season, this u- using this data from my B-ball index, the 21-22 season, D'Lo Austin was involved. This was Austin's rookie year and DeJounte. The top three playmaking seasons in terms of like playmaking talent per B-ball index would have been D'Lo 21-22 in Minnesota and then D'Lo this year 23-24. The third best playmaking season would have been DeJounte Murray 21-22 the Rustbrook year for us. And then uh, fourth is D'Lo last season. So three of the top four playmaking seasons amongst those three over the past three years have been from D'Angelo Russell, um, just in terms of playmaking talent. So that's something to keep an eye on when we talk about playmaking. Okay. Definitely something something to watch there. All right. let's. Uh, we'll do just a couple more here. Uh, who's the worst player you would include D'Lo in a trade for? I think the worst player you would include D'Lo in a trade for, you're getting something else back to. Like, it's not going to be a single, like, a one-for-one. Yeah. One. It would be... That's a good the, the first name that came to my head is, like, Spencer Dinwiddie, but you're get, it would be Spencer Dinwiddie, ideally, yes. and then, like, Dorian Finney-Smith, for example. Yeah, right? if you told me it's D'Lo for Dinwiddie straight up, I wouldn't do it, even though Dinwiddie, I, I'm pretty sure, is expiring, and so you have that certainty. Yeah, I, I still, I would not. I would rather just keep D'Lo and then let the chips fall where they may this summer. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's that's a good one. I, I was thinking like, if you could get another, you would have to get another point guard in a different deal, and that's where you could give Absolutely. up D'Lo and, and get and get a guy that's not. That's not a guard. Yeah, Spencer did when he is expiring 20.3 million this season. Um, what about what about like a Wendell Carter? Okay. Right? Like, like very, again, very like, different. Like that's out of left field, kind of outside the box thinking. What do you think there? Yeah. Again, we're we're in the same territory though. Like, you gotta get another guard in here that can play make. Exactly. You would have to get another guard. Have to. Uh, Sir Harrow said, it seems that everyone wants to get rid of Ham, but is it not more damaging to change a coach this far into the season? Yeah, yeah, I'm not of the idea of firing Ham mid-season. I think you're punting the season by firing Ham. As much as I don't think Ham's been good, I think you're in a worse situation unless you're like, because people are saying is people are saying fire Ham and then hire outside of what you already have. That is when you're really punting. If you were to fire Ham and you're just this so confident. Okay, screw it. We're just give Phil Handy the job. Okay, like you're not necessarily punting on the year necessarily, but firing him and then we're going to go hire Mark Jackson. That's the first name that came to my head. So I are Doc Rivers. That's a better one, right? You are punting on the season because it's about to be February or you're asking Doc to come in, reestablish a, a whole new scheme, whole new set of roles, whole new rotation, et cetera, et cetera. I personally, Trev, I just think you'll be punting on the season. Yeah, I I think that the only way you do it is if it's very clear that it's not gonna that that what's going on right now absolutely cannot work. You have to know for sure that this cannot work. And I know there's plenty of 
Look, there's plenty of reason why you can be critical of Darvin Ham, but we also saw the Lakers win the in-season tournament under Ham. We saw them get to the Western Conference Finals under Ham. It's it's a drastic change to change out a coach, and you've got to be 100% convinced that not only are you is will this not work, but whoever you bring in has to be somebody that you think is capable of coming in mid-season and making those changes that you're talking about, Sean. How am I defending Darvin? I've been critical of Darvin for like two months now. <laughs> because because people want to hear just get rid of Darvin Ham and, and fire him and, and all of that. And I get it. People are frustrated. And we've been plenty critical of him of him in the past. I'm just saying that it is a difficult transition. It's not easy mid-season to go from one coach to another. That, that's a very difficult thing to do. And I think you, you can't Especially just dismiss house. that. Especially when you're hiring like from out of house, like I said, like a doc or something. Yeah. So I am seeing more comments on Twitter, uh, on Twitter where people are saying that the, the mood was somber or whatever in the Lakers locker room. I'll, I'll ask, um, you know what? Let me, let me message uh, editor extraordinary Daniel Starkan cause he's actually there, uh, in the, in the room and all that kind of stuff. So let me see, let me message him while we're still on here so we can get an answer on that. Um, Sean, let's, while I'm doing that, um, why don't, can you talk about this one? What assets would you have to give to get Murray and Caruso and DFS? And let me message Daniel, who's in the building with the Lakers and see if there is indeed a weird vibe there. Sure. Uh, what assets would we have to give up to get Murray and Caruso slash DFS is from Logan Shook with a super chat. So DeJounte Murray, the rumor is essentially you're probably just going to have to give up like D-Lo. I think the rumor package from, I think Shams tweeted this out. It was D-Lo, Jalen Shafino, unprotected 2029 first round pick. Um, I might be missing a player like a, a filler salary or something like that, but that sounds right. Um, and a kind of similar thing when we're talking about Caruso. Caruso, you could probably get it done salary-wise um, with uh, Gabe Vincent. That pretty easily gets you to that salary. But I think Chicago really does want some added draft compensation or like Jalen Huchifino as well. Dorian Finney-Smith, we're talking like a Ruby Hachimura just in terms of salary. Um, you can maybe combine a few trade. Actually, well, DFS is only at $14 million, So like Gabe Vincent and salary could suffice. Um, and, but again, we're talking like Gabe, Jalen Huchifino, something like that, right? To, to go get a Dorian Finney-Smith or Gabe Torian in like the 29 first round pick or something along those lines. So I, th I think we look at this Lakers team, you look at your most valuable assets in terms of salary, your most valuable assets are D'Lo and Rui, which is why those two guys are constantly being the ones thrown into trade deals right now. And then we uh, talk about when you talk about uh, just assets in general, your three most valuable assets are Austin Reeves, the 2029 first round pick. And whether people want to agree with me or not, your third most valuable asset is Jalen Chipino. That's still your uh, your your third most valuable asset. Um. Okay, so Daniel, his response was he said he thinks people are just bored. Uh, he said he uh, he didn't actually go into the locker room on this one, so he can't say exactly what went on there. But it wasn't anything that he noticed. Okay, so that that's good to know. Yay. But still, oh, yeah, Max. Max is also amongst there. I forgot Max. So Max is probably yes. your third most valuable asset then. And then yeah. JHS. Okay. 
Uh, let's do one more, then we'll then we'll get uh, Sean's post post game show started. Uh, oh, this is we'll do. Joseph said, "Did anyone else notice Reeves and Delo just sitting there once the game finished? I might be reading too much into it, but looked like uh, soaking it in one last time." Like I said, I'll I'll double check again with some people and see if there's anything that you know may be going on or whatnot. But um, and if there is anything, I'll pop into Sean's show in just a moment and we'll and we'll talk about it. But I'll do a little bit more investigating, a little bit more digging, and see what I can find out. Um, that said, everybody, nice win for the Lakers, a much needed win, and I do appreciate all of you guys came here, joined us after this game. Always nice to celebrate a win with all of you. Remember, Sean's show is going to be getting started in just a few moments, so once that pops up, go ahead and jump in. Sean's going to break down some more of the X's and O's and things of that nature. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.